Good evening and welcome to the Bob and Kevin show. Tonight, we're going to finish a discussion we had briefly on Monday morning during our on the clock segment. In fact, I think we'll probably roll tape on that to get us a good jump off point. Just hit it. So put on your groovy mood lighting, grab your favorite beverage and join us for an evening chat about the super sexy world of secure socket layer, also known as SSL. All right, Bob, way to prime the show there. And I will do my best here to... uh... That was a shit ton of alliteration right there. It was. Good job. (laughs) I'm glad you got through because I would have definitely choked on it. All right. So what are we doing tonight, Bob? SSL. I've got dumb questions and you've got super informed answers. Um, Let's go with you've got normal questions people would ask. And I've got answers that I think I have somewhat of an idea on. But um, we'll have fact checkers call me out in the comments if I'm totally off. So. These are actual Bob questions, by the way, too. These are not made up or fished for on the internet. I need to learn more about this. And uh, so maybe we should just hit the tape. All right. So, um, yeah, I'm not sure how long it was. Oh, it looks like it's two minutes. So it's going to be weird because this is like Mystery Science Theater 3000 where we can, like, make fun of ourselves here. So... (laughs) Crush your head. All right, here we go. All right, so we've got uh, Chrome is uh, going to update, and a lot of us saw this coming. Basically, uh, if you don't have HTTPS, Bob, I just realized you're be labeled as not secure. Not able I think to hear this is this great. Very well. What do you think, Bob? I think it's great. I'm, I'm also very grateful that we have until July because you know there's some of us have a lot of sites to get moved over to this. Uh, big questions for me is you know uh, if a fifteen dollar certificate or a free certificate can get it done, then why isn't it just part of the infrastructure, period? Yes. Why does it have to be customer responsibility? Um, so um, I'm really searching for answers here. Kind of the larger ah, you didn't see that one coming, did you? I, I, I didn't uh, because the private key needs to be held privately by the, the organization because a PKI or public key infrastructure setup is you have a public key and a private key, and you don't want anyone but the the – um, owner of the website or the you know the the other distant end to have anything, nobody can have that private key. So Google can't have that private key. So the public so, key. But a third party is going to have it though. I mean, if you go to a third party SSL generation site, generate the key, that key exists somewhere for them too, right? But no, they sh- I believe no, they should not have a copy of it. That's what. Here's your copy, and you have the only one. And they can verify, um, you know that. There's a trust system in place. Wow, you totally threw me a curveball. Okay, <laughs> this is no, I wouldn't. Really I wouldn't advocate that. Here, it just is HTTPS because it, just setting the sure stage. Technical issues there. However, I would say that I would never, ever, ever, ever willingly have a uh, non-SSL site uh, fed all possible because we got Let's Encrypt, which is free. We've got Cloudflare, which has free aspects to it. And we have, you know, you can just go buy the freaking thing for 10 bucks off of your, you know, drive-by thing. Okay, next. <laughs> okay, all right. So that was possibly the most confusing thing for me to watch myself twice on the screen there, but whatever. So we basically got done with recording on Monday and we decided, wow, we really left a lot on the table when it came to SSL because I totally got us sidetracked on uh, why isn't it just everywhere already and Kevin explained to me why and we never really talked about you know what the implications are I mean we're basically not to steal the name of our segment but as developers we're on the clock Google has basically come out and said 
as of the next the, the version that's coming out and i don't remember the number is it like 68 i don't know but it's coming out in july so come july you know we're gonna get that nice little you know ding uh, up in the address bar that it's not secure because anything that's a form including logins is going to be it, it really it's already sent in the clear so that's Kevin, correct me if I'm wrong. That's why we need the SSL in the first place. Well, so we should SSL all the things because in the beginning, um, if I'm going to send a uh, something over the wire, so to speak, from computer A to computer B, and I have Wireshark or something like that, I can just watch, literally see Wireshark tell me, oh, well, there's, that looks like a password. That looks like a username. What comes next is probably the password and, and so on and so forth. Now there's a bunch of trivial shit that we don't care about because it's, um, you know, the payload, so to speak. And, you know, so once we can sniff these things out and because of HTTP protocol, it's all in a very structured format and we can easily go, ah, well, here was that, here was that, here's the get request. Here's now, here's the image coming down and, and so on and so forth. So, um, with, Without SSL, you're on port 80, which is the traditional web. Maybe we should get rid of port 80. That's the the, court, or the side thing there. Um, <laughs> and so, so what is SSL though? SSL is a tunnel. So computer A to computer B, if if I can sniff that because it's in the clear, and now I put make create a, an encrypted tunnel between the two, I can still sniff the wire. But now all I get's gobbledygook. My next task is to take the gobbledygook and go okay. What does this mean? And I can use brute force and things like that to try to break it. But it takes so long um, to to break that that by time you break it, the information is now hopefully meaningless. Now, your username and password doesn't change that much, but it takes a very, 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 very long time to brute force something uh, like SSL. Um, not impossible, but impossible enough where... Um, it, you know, we're prolonging. Of course, I'm sure Troy Hunt, the the uh, uh, omnipresent, ubiquitous uh, security expert of the world, may tell me, aha, if you use a GPU, blah, 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 you can accelerate these things. Anyway, everything should be SSL. And speaking of Troy, he's got some great, you know, blog posts about how, you know, there's a lot of myths with, with security and whatnot. Well, you only need it if you're using a form. Well, you only need it if this or or if you're doing that. If there's nothing sensitive on this page and so on and so forth. So um, those myths are, well, they are myths. And I totally agree with Troy. And so he's not saying that that's legit. He's saying that these are myths and most of that or all of that is not true. Fact checkers, by the way, you're on the clock. If I say anything weird, you know. <laughs> I don't know. Get a hold of me somehow. Well, all right. So, but all right. So, you, you bring it up. So, I'm. I'm just. I got got a pin in a bunch of different things already. But so, if there's no data collection on your site, if it's 100% marketing, you know, yeah, it's bad form. It's bad form if you don't have, you know, like a a contact us, a call to action type thing. But let's say you don't. Let's just say it's a 100% billboard site that you're not collecting any information on. Why SSL all the things? All right, so Bob, you're at your computer, you open up Chrome, you visit um, Bob or BobBaityBar.com or whatever your website is. Oh, uh, that's BaityBar.com, B-A-T-Y-B-A-R-R.com. Uh, see? Oh, <laughs> see, I got a fact checker that I'm talking to. All right, so your computer is gonna make that request to the server where it's hosted, right? Yep. It's going to say, hey, I need the homepage, if, if that's what I'm requesting. And it returns it back. And if I uh, am a nefarious 
person. I can be a rogue state. I can just be the proverbial 400-pound guy on the couch. I, I do get a lot of Russian traffic to the site, just saying. It's fair. Um, when the server responds, I can say, you know what? Uh, this is going to traverse the public internet. Why don't I watch for this traffic that's between Bob and the server, and I can become the man in the middle. The man in the middle could then say, oh, you know what? I, let me alter this return message back to Bob, even though it's just marketing material, but I can change the price. I can say, I hate a certain ethnic group. You know, I can, I can turn this into very bad, very quick. So that encryption encrypts everything that comes back from the server, not just communication between a server side piece of scripting and the client. Everything. So are you familiar with the OSI model, open source interconnect model? It's seven layer sandwich. I'm going to attempt to explain all of them. So um, we're going to start at layer one. That is the physical layer. That is wires. We, so in, in the army, when something went bad, it, we always said, did you check the physical layer? Basically, is the Ethernet is cable plugged, plugged in? <laughs> is the computer turned on? Okay, physical stuff. Layer two is going to be your uh, media access, which is a switch, right? So a switch has MAC addresses. So... Uh, physical layer operates with electricity. Layer two is MAC addresses, and these all interconnect. It's going to be a stack here. Layer three is IP addresses. Layer four is transport. This is where SSL lives. Layer five is session. Layer six is uh, uh, presentation. I almost got that wrong. And level seven is application layer. So that's your networking sandwich so you know if you take any cisco classes that's your sandwich ssl operates at layer four and uh layer four is your tcp ip layer also right so pretty much from your switch modem blah 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 to the end resource yeah. the presentation of the end resource yeah so i had to look up the other day and it's still fuzzy what what exactly is the presentation layer because when i hear presentation layer as a developer i'm like oh it's the ui but that's that, i would be wrong it, it's it's uh well shoot i would have to look it up again so fact checkers you can no worries no worries all right so bottom line so um if if i create ssl tunnel on layer four uh the transport I send a, a, a packet with an IP address to your computer, and everything inside is gobbledygook. I, I don't even know if the domain is exposed um, of the server. that I'm, We're going to talk about that because that has to right. do with SNI later. Um, so I know that you want to do something. I don't even know if it's a GET request, a POST request, nothing. I don't, I don't even know what the URL is. All I know is this packet goes to you, and my payload, what it's trying to say, I'm not going to tell you. So that makes it, things a much harder. So if I take away that tunnel, immediately you can say, oh, well, it's a get request for a uh, Bob's profile picture. Don't care about that one. This one is a, uh, another image. This one is a, a font. Don't care. Ooh, this one is an authentication request. Let me just right. record that. Well, if I, if I encrypt everything in SSL... Um, I don't know which packets, because the way TCP IP works is it says, 
Okay, I need to send 100K uh, to your computer. Let me break it up into little packets. And TCP works on the principle that I guarantee everything will make it there, where UDP is the opposite as well. I hope it gets there, and that's what we're doing right now. <laughs> we're doing UDP. Video, voice and video. VoIP is your classic example of UDP. So anyway, um, yes, back to your original question. Even if it's a marketing site, you should be using um, that. Um, or using SSL, um, it prevents man-in-the-middle attacks because how do you know that you're actually communicating with your you, your right. own blog? You don't unless you have something, an, a secure tunnel that guarantees the integrity the whole way. Because, again, we're not just connecting Bob's computer over his land to the, the computer in the closet back there. We're going over the public Internet where everyone has a chance to, to inspect and sniff, and let me tell you, they will. Okay, so here's another thing, all right, because this just came up today, actually. I saw people posting about the ability to create a keylogger with CSS. So would SSL protect in that situation, or is that actually at the client level before it would be encrypted by SSL, like in some weird ether layer in between these layers? Well, first off, I haven't heard about the CSS Keylogger, and that sounds—I mean, boom, mind blown. If that's in fact true, so maybe, maybe you can shoot me that uh, <laughs> link. I, we can do a visual here. Um, so SSL only guarantees um, that there's a secure. We got to also define secure connection. It just says that the person I'm talking to is the person I'm talking to. It doesn't guarantee anything other than that. So SS. SSL doesn't guarantee that the person on the other end that you're connected to isn't still malicious because let's say, Bob, you have SSL on your site and it, I have the little lock here and it doesn't say not secure. You could be a malicious site, but it's using SSL. We could be recording uh, right. your user, you know, we could be a, a phishing site and whatnot. Um, let, me, let me see what you're sending me over here. Um, oh, are they two links? Which one do we want to be looking at? They here? are two, but it looks like they take you to about. Oh, hacker news. Oh, this. I don't know anything about um, what you sent me here. So is this, is this some sort of. Uh... Yeah, it came from a tweet. Uh... Here, I'll send you the tweet. Okay, it looks like it uses it in conjunction with JavaScript. So, I mean, my my gut reaction tells me no, CSS isn't possible. There's no such thing as state management, and and you can't you can't send something off like an AJAX request with CSS. So, I could see how um, you would use JavaScript to do. That. I mean, that's a very common thing, nefarious thing to do in JavaScript. But uh, I don't I don't see that. So. Um, yeah, not not buying that one right away. Um, using pure, yeah, the, the somebody says it's using pure CSS. I, I don't think so. And then does it, yeah, it's actually looking for an input type equals password. Okay. Um, it says for example, the following CSS will select all inputs with a type that equals password and a value that ends with a. It would then try to load an image from localhost three thousand slash a. So what is that doing? All right, so but let's let's get back on track here. Um, would <laughs> SSL right. prevent this? No, it would yeah. not. 
Okay, that was my question. Okay. All right. So, all right. So, we have a reason for SSL, and then within the last 24 hours, somebody posts information about how maybe that is not even a guarantee. Okay. So, we've defined a little bit about what SSL is. Uh, you had mentioned IP addresses, right? When we were talking about things like yes. it's, you know, IP to IP protocol. So, one of the questions that I have as a developer um, back in the day when adding SSL to a site was quite a pricey venture. Um, one of the other things that created it, made it an expensive transaction, not just, I mean, I'm talking monetary transaction here, is you have to have a dedicated IP. Yes. Is that still the case? That can be the case, but there's ways around it. So, Oh, this is the SNI this stuff. This is what SNI is. Okay. So if you have just Joe Blow's server out there hosted in your closet behind you, um, you're going to need probably an IP address per SSL, and it's, it's just going to be untenable for you. Well, what if you're hosted in a shared hosting environment? Okay. So SNI, so I use Azure uh, almost exclusively, um, allows you to use the host name, I believe, or, or some sort of CNA, some sort of name to say, okay, rather than look at the IP address to see if this is legit, or because it's basically a request comes in, we need to match up. Okay, we've got 100 websites on the, on this server, and somebody just came in here. How do I match the public key to the right server? You know, how do we how do we do this? Because traditionally, you're right, it's it's with IP address. So with SNI, it uses like the host name or something like that. Again, fact checkers, you can you can hose me and if i get this wrong but i use it all the time so it, it definitely works like this on some level um so uh what you here's the problem with sni and it talks about the background of the problem right here uh sn sni like so if we talk about that uh layer cake the osi model at uh, layer four we just talked we're talking uh tcp ip packets at this point i don't have a host name yet because the host name is probably part of the payload hey i need website xyz well that's now encrypted so i believe what tls um enabled here is we can actually see what host it is uh destined for so we can we can do a uh, host based routing of sorts rather than ip based routing uh, to to match up the SSL uh, certs. Does that make any more sense? It does, and it kind of dovetails into one of my next questions too. So if you are in an IIS environment and you have multiple sites going to one IP address because, you know, you just you, your NIC resources are limited, so you have a fixed IP address to that NIC card, mm -hmm. and you're running several IIS websites all on that same, you know, like all unused IP type situation or the one fixed IP that you have for that device. So then how would you bind multiple SSL certificates? Would it be also through that SNI kind of yeah. idea? So here's what you're, you're thinking like a normal sane person. I ha I'm looking at IIS and I, yes. I'm looking at this dropdown and, it, and it's making me pick one. Kevin, what do I do? I have multiples. What do I do? I, I don't know the answer to that question because here's what I do. I use Azure and through the portal it says, oh, you have an SSL? Would you like to use SNI? Okay, well then we don't have to talk about IP address. Next. That's basically how it works. It's right. Okay, so that's an awesome solution for people who are hosting in Azure. But yes. what about like smaller mom and pop or in-house hosting or, you know, those kind of situations where you do have, you know, 
a line coming from the switch going to a physical box that's got one NIC card and one IP address. So this, to- is, this is where I'm responsible enough, hopefully, to say I don't know. Okay. <laughs> and so... Um, but I think that's a real world concern for, you know, and I think we started to talk about this a little bit before the show and we cut each other off, is that if you're an independent contractor and you're wearing all those hats where you're a web developer and you know a little bit about networking and you work with a small hosting provider or work with a shared hosting provider and you're coming up to the situation where everyone's got to be HTTPS and you over the course of your career, let's say, have developed 60, 70, 100 websites they're all hosted in small shared hosting environments around the globe. How do you how do you handle this? That would be a great thing to research. Um, I would start with well, maybe you can't, and and maybe it's a certain version of Windows. And I'm sure somebody from Microsoft immediately know the answer, or somebody who's you know more tuned to it. I I unfortunately have the easy out to say, well, Azure supports it (laughs) (laughs) and it just works fine and go Azure. Uh, So, yeah. So all you kids out there running on small hosts, uh, check out that Azure pricing. (laughs) Speaking of pricing. Heart um, migrating your stuff. Let's talk about, so I I am a bit of a um, absolutist when it comes to SSL. I, I think it's so cheap these days that not running SSL is dangerous. All right. So why is it getting so cheap now where five, 10 years ago, your base certificate was $99 a year? Okay. So Troy Hunt's got this blog here and I want to give him full credit here. And he starts the blog with, here's all the certificate authorities. And Bob, are you familiar with certificate authorities? They're the ones. Okay. So they're the ones. VeriSign. Yeah, and they're they're on the list actually down <laughs> down here. Verisign, and then you got Komodo up here, and so and then there's GoDaddy. So for for those who maybe aren't aware, these are the people that tell you whether or not an SSL cert is legit or not, or it's revoked or not. And if you as a developer, if you ever gotten that screen that says, "Hey, um, it, we're trying to use SSL, but we, but it doesn't seem, you know, it looks self-signed or something like that. Do you want to proceed anyway? Danger zone, danger. Um, it's because the certificate you're using is either not on file with these guys, or uh, there's there's like a, a, a hierarchy, a tree. So your cert points to uh, maybe an issuing authority, which points eventually to one of these root um, authorities here. So um, the reason that they cost money is because these guys are not in business for nothing, right? So but how come they've come down so much though? Because there's competition like Let's Encrypt and and Cloudflare. So but you're 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 tipping my hand too fast. So let's let's kind of rewind. Let's look at traditional. So this is just Namecheap. Um no endorsement here. But um if you want just a you want to buy it, it's eight dollars and eighty eight cents a year for an SSL. Okay, so why is positive half the price of essential um we could look in the details um but because um, back in the day the price used to be heavily tied to how many of those root signing authorities recognize the certificate so you could always get like an off not like an off brand but like an off market like a cheaper certificate however you could still run into situations where the browser is like mm, no, this isn't legit okay <clears throat> 
I can't go that deep with you. But what I can do is you ever but go can to you agree that that's kind of bullshit though. Right? Oh, of course. Well, okay. Troy, Troy. So I'm, uh, I have a man crush on Troy. I'm going to invoke his name a lot. If you, I guys, wish we had a heart graphic that could come up on the screen right now. That's right. Little. Um, he's got a bunch of, he calls bullshit for lack of a better term on some of these. See, this one's an EV $78. And you get a green bar. What was the green bar mean? Let me detach here. See, see how in Chrome right here, it's you got this right here, and it's green, and it makes it feel more more safe. And then you know your banks have those. You can pay for that. But as Troy will explain to you, does that make it any safer? Does that mean it's using super duper encryption? And the answer is no. So it's still two fifty six. It's still the same level of encryption that you're probably going to get for the eight dollars and eighty-eight cents here. Again, fact checkers. I'm I'm, I'm pretty sure I'm tracking how all this works. Um, <clears throat> what this will do is it gives you extra uber duper confidence <laughs> with the green you as in the consumer. However, it costs you because as you notice here, let me see if I can make it larger for. I so hate this. Here. Uh, paperwork is necessary with this level of security. These extra layers produce the green address bar and immediate ass assurance, blah, blah, blah. Because what does this do is that um, I can buy a SSL cert without sending any paperwork in whatsoever. Right, and so you could pretend to be somebody else and be secure. I can. In theory. In, I could buy, say, a misspelling of Microsoft or whatnot right. and, and use it for phishing sites. Then people go, oh, look, it's SSL. It must be set. You know, just kind of just part of the whole uh, psychology of things. However, with this one, they have a real human body um, do extra bit of work. Um, right. You verify that you're a business and you're DBAing as that name and you send your paperwork that says you really are that that's, entity. That's correct. And yeah. typically when you buy an SSL, it's for one domain. So uh, for the lay user, foo.bar.com is different from bar.com in terms of security domains. You can't use the bar.com SSL on foo.bar.com unless it's, an, it's a wild card, which costs you a lot more. That means any subdomain of this domain is, is good to go. So there's, there's all different ways um, to confuse you, basically, I think, and, and – there's a lot of uh, FUD, I think Troy calls it, basically fear or something. Gosh, I'm totally messing up. Uh, there's, it's fear-mongering. Well, the more I spend, it must be better. So, yeah, we better buy this more expensive because there's got to be something wrong with this one. Well, I can tell you I bought this one, and it works just fine on my, on my personal site. So this is traditional. I've, I've, I've actually purchased I've actually purchased SSLs like that and then couldn't get them installed on sites. Like, and then there's like a year gone. Poof. Well, so what's really confusing me, and I don't know the perfect answer, is when you install a cert on a IIS machine versus, say, a, uh, a, a, a Linux box and things like that, they are in different file formats. And that yes. gets really confusing. And you got to sometimes got to use like OpenSSL to convert keys from one to the other to the other. And it is a well, very and confusing some hosting thing. providers have their own UI for installing the certificate. Yeah, and uh, like so for Windows, it's a .pfx file, which I think includes both the public and the private key. Where like a PEM file is just the private key on Linux, and you can separate them into two separate files: the public key and the private. It gets really confusing if you do it like once every so often, which you know. To be honest, we only do it once every so often, and then we, we, we go long enough where we start to forget, wait, what? shoot, how do we do that again? So I can understand it's confusing. So wouldn't it be great, Bob, if there were a better way? 
Hmm. I'm going to go with yes. All right. Is there a better way? So, yes and no. <laughs> and that's probably not the answer we all want to hear. And this part of the episode is not brought to you by Let's Encrypt. We're just talking about it now. So, so, so here we go. usually a yes and no is like a 50-50. So, let's go with a yes, yes, no. So, it's a 66-33 proposition here. So, this is okay. a yes, yes, no to your answer. Um, Let's Encrypt is a free automated open certificate authority. So, they are... A, How? How is it free? Okay. We just left. We just left a site where you have to pay for this product. How well, is this free? Well, you can be. They have sponsors who help make this free because at the end of the day, what does an SSL certificate look like? From a, it, it's 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 a file. It's too far. It's like got so many bits in it. That's all it is. Here's your key. Now it's it's not just any random thing. It's a public key and a private key, and they're mathematically and cryptographically related to each other so it's it's important that they're generated but they can be generated quickly fast and easily but can i needs to can I pose a quick question before we move too deep into this yes is this going to be now that this is pretty much a requirement is this going to be like ip addresses and things like that or are they going to run out of because they are a specific length each one of these keys right no i i don't think so so um, like if you look at a GUID, there's like 4 billion GUIDs. And so I don't think so. Fact okay. checkers will, will keep, I mean, four, there, there's somebody, not that much. there's somebody's going, okay, we're using a, uh, crypto or key space of 512 bits or whatever it is right now. And when they run out of that, now we're using a key space of a thousand, 1024, right. you know, I, I don't think we're going to be bound by it. IP addresses are different because, um, they are, they, you know, they have three, four octets and they can only go from zero to 255. There's a finite number and it's a very small space. However, with things like uh, NAT, network address translation, we only have one public IP on the public, you know, at, at you know, at, at the headquarters. And then everything downstream is now a private IP. So we found a way to kind of fake the funk. And, and we also have IPv6, which has been coming for the last... I don't know. 20 like years. 10 years. Yeah, whatever. At least 10. Just like XML is now going to replace uh, HTML, right? One day. Oh, wait, that was. That was <laughs> so now wait a second. Okay. <laughs> so I'm sorry I keep going down the rabbit hole here. But um, so we have back in the day, I keep going back in the day because that's kind of where I really cut my teeth and got really bitter about this whole SSL thing. So you just mentioned the IP addresses and, you know, the limited number. So hosting providers used to be allocated blocks of IP addresses that they could even dole out to their customers. And they were restricting the number that could even be acquired. So if we go back to what's that three-letter acronym? FUD? No. Oh. The, uh, the <laughs> protocol that allows multiples to go to a single. Oh, uh, NAT? Yeah, but there was something we talked about earlier. I should have probably dropped it. SNI, thank okay. you. So, does that alleviate some of the IP pressure? Probably. Um, I, I'm pretty sure IPv4 addresses are still in scarce supply. Right. Um, so, um, also haven't read up on what what's the current score of that ball game anytime soon. I know there's IPv6, and God help you I if you need to. For just personal devices right now. Yeah, I don't know. Um, we have. Uh, Excuse me, I'm burping up dinner. Um, <laughs> we have uh, mobile devices, and they have their own device IDs. You know, I'm not sure how the cellular networks are addressing things. Uh, it, device IDs are like a MAC address. You know, is there? Do they have the same OSI? Model? I don't know, but what I can tell you is, um, uh, shoot, 
I don't know what I can. I, I lost my train of thought. But lost my train of thought. Yeah, thank you. That's what I can tell you, Bob. <laughs> so let's encrypt. Can we can we continue yeah. on with that? Yeah, okay. Sorry, I just have so many questions. That's all right. So I was looking through here, and that's a lot of cool major sponsors and donors. But there's a few, or at least one notable one that's not on this list. Bob, can you can you spot the one that should be on this list that seems to be missing? Well, I was going to say Cisco, but I see Cisco. Um... And uh, I, I will I will give you a hint. It, it rhymes with Microsoft. Yeah, that, I was going there. <laughs> so um, I, I don't see it on the list, but I can tell you this works with Azure. But so, they're not in the script. They're not in the SSL business, though. Why would they not back it? Microsoft seems to be in every business, at least 10 years after the fact. So, um, so, so. Full disclosure, when I learned of Let's Encrypt, I'm like, that sounds awesome. Let's do it. And then I went here to their website, and let's go ahead and do it. And let's say get started. So I've done SSLs before where you, you, know, you go to IAS, you create the certificate request, then you, you, know, you, you buy, you check out, and $10, you know, at, least, at least here, this is basically how that works, and then you get an SSL back. Well, when I went here, I was expecting a similar experience. I'm going to, here's my CSR, and I get an SSL back, and thank you, it was free, this is awesome. And then I got, what is this? Yeah, I'm 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 totally lost looking at that. What just... is this? My eyes are crossed and I'm a nerd. And you know, I I I, I know command line. What is this? What <sighs> how does this what is going on here? And then they got this um hosting providers. Okay, cool. Hosting provider. What am I supposed to do with this? So you'll see a theme here. The theme is is Let's Encrypt is free and it's amazing and it's almost impossible to use. <laughs> Not very accessible. Now, I will tell you that I've used this argument with other people, and they're like, no, you, it's super easy. You just do this, this, and this. And that is so frustrating to someone who doesn't think like that person that's telling them. And and I will completely empathize with you because I went here, um, my boss, Tom, he's like, oh, yeah, I, I, I tried Let's Encrypt. It's great. I'm like, okay, Wait, you're cool. Allowed to, you're allowed to mention your boss's name? Um... <laughs> Tim, Moving right along. my boss, Tim. <laughs> <laughs> Moving right along. All right. You know, he's like, yeah, I'm using it. It's great. And so I, I'm i like, okay, cool. For our next site that I'm, you know, the site I'm working on, let's use Let's Encrypt. And I come here and I'm just like, oh, my God. I, am, am I, what, what's going Is on? Is Microsoft here? Azure on that list? It's not. And that's what just totally freaked me out. I'm like, this is an Azure site. How the hell are we supposed to use this? Turns out... The, w the way this works underneath is you have um, some sort of, you need some sort of bot or some sort of agent, they call it an agent, that talks to, uh, to Let's Encrypt servers or talks to something, and then it gets you an SSL based on some information, and it's only good for 90 days. And I, I'm just not seeing that this is anything, uh, this is awful. Well, it sounds awful, and it, it it's an awful experience until you do it your first time. But which, who do you pay to write the agent for you that does the re-enrollment? Okay. So it's not right. a free certificate. We'll get there, Bob. We'll get there. So so it's 90 days, okay? And after 90 days, your cert's going to go away. To contrast that, if you're just going to fork over some money, you get a year, two years, whatever. So that was the second thing that threw me. Wait, 90 days? What is this? Wait, wait, wait. So they have a pay option though or no? 
let's encrypt? Yes. No, they do not. Okay, so, so it's only three ninety day certificate. So what you need to do is a paradigm shift. Instead of going, okay, every year I'm going to get a new SSL, I'm going to go to some user interface, perform some sort of transaction, and get an SSL and upload. That actually doesn't happen with Let's Encrypt, and it took me forever to, to, like, to grok that. So 90 days, this agent automatically talks to Let's Encrypt and gets you a new cert. And then in 90 days, it does it again and again and again. So once you set this up once, it's set it and forget it. That's for all you Ronco late night people. Anyway. I've heard that a million times. <laughs> I'm very skeptical here. Very skeptical. So um, what does it take? Here. Thanks for asking the question, Bob. Yeah. What does it take to get this shit set up? Uh, Sorry. I'm so frustrated. I can't even ask the question. I'm like, all I hear is pain in balls. That's okay. all I hear. So <laughs> I, I, I Googled this. That's my next natural reaction because I didn't want to ask Tom, the boss. I mean Tim. <laughs> I didn't want to like have my hold my hat in my you know in front of me and with my tail between my legs. And go. I have no idea what I'm doing. Can you please help me? So I Google it, right? Because his time is valuable. And and then as I start scrolling, because I don't read anything typically right away. I just want the answer. So I'm scrolling and I'm already going. Oh God. Clone where's repo. The, uh, where's the all caps solved in front of the title? <laughs> exactly. Where's the selected answer? Um, and then I get, you know, I'm like, okay, I see a bunch of commands. Let's encrypt on IIS. Oh my gosh. Uh, I don't have IIS. I have Azure. Oh, finally, here it is. Um, oh, and you, I just realized you can't see what I'm seeing here. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's start back over. So we've got these command lines, and we got uh, this let's encrypt on IIS, but we're not using IIS on Azure. We're using Azure on Azure. And so we get to this part right here, and it says, let's encrypt on Azure. And I'm like, finally, it's going to be a simple answer. And by the way, there's your SNI right there. See how that's part of your billing plans. Yeah, so, um, okay. So first things first is on Azure, you have to pick a plan that at least has SNI because the, the free tier does not have that. Oh, so all of a sudden this free SSL is costing you money but it's not because of let's encrypt it's because of azure says oh we're not gonna let you do SNI for free no dude this is all a freaking money grab the so, reason why microsoft's name's not on there is because they know that you got to buy that plan now, totally now, now full ahead. disclosure early on you used to have to pay for each sni and so even though you got five you had to pay for each other or whatever now, their billing changes all the time. Fact checkers, you can hose me again if now the free instance allows you to have SNI. But I don't think it does. And I don't want to load my Azure portal here because I don't want to leak all my information here on live stream. But anyway. But if you're on SSL, you'll be fine. <laughs> Let's see. Which I'm way do kidding. I punch? Oh, wait. This way. <laughs> okay. All right. In the words of David Neal this week, um, I'm going to FedEx you a face punch. So uh... I saw that one. That was good. <laughs> okay. Moving on. So I'm starting to look through here. You know, I'm skimming. I just want to know the answer. All right. Yeah. Just how does it work? One easy step. And then you get going and you're like, wait a second. One, two, three, four. Oh, God. There's more texty command looking things. Oh, God, now what? No, I'm weeping what inside. Is, what is this? And, oh, my gosh, and I'm going to need that and this and this. Oh, you my saw gosh. saw me struggling today. There's no way I could handle this. Okay, so I got through this, but it took me a long time. So 
let's 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 and that's not even writing the agent that's just getting the damn thing installed so right? here's the good news for you you don't have to write an agent bob okay if, if you're using azure in fact you don't have to use an agent if you're using most of these providers the problem is is what happens if my provider is not on the list what happens if i'm mom and pop guess what you're gonna write your ass a agent or find one on github and then figure out all the particulars but anyway back on task here so low, low price of free. I figured this out. So remember Kudu, right? So Kudu is the SCM or what, I don't even know what SCM stands for, but I know what Kudu is. Super cool management console. Hey, I'll go with that. <laughs> um, so you can add an extension to Kudu, which I didn't know until this. So it shows what I don't know. Um, so if you I go, didn't know Kudu was extensible. I didn't either. So you can have a plugin for Kudu is essentially what we're doing here. And so you got to add the Let's Encrypt plugin. But unfortunately, it's not run by Microsoft. It's run by um, SJKP, whoever that is. I'm sure he's a, he or she is a lovely person or organization. Hopefully some, not. some Joe knowledgeable person, SJKP. Hopefully not state run. Um, but <laughs> so what you want to do is you want to install this. Wait, so let me, let's just hit the pause button for a second. Okay. So we're buying an SSL certificate. No, we're not buying an SSL certificate. Not buying it. For free. Get it free. We're putting on Azure. And you haven't we're, got it free yet, by the way. We're running a plugin by a developer that we don't necessarily know who that developer is, yet we're entrusting the installation of our SSL certificate and renewal on a 90-day basis to this SJKP. So far, so good, right? Okay. All right. <laughs> Just making sure I'm tracking here. Okay. Yes. So in my humble opinion, because this is not Microsoft, this is a risk. But it's a risk I'm willing to take on to some degree. I really did not see this episode going this way. This is pretty amazing, by the way, just for okay. reference. All right. So <laughs> when you install this, so there's, there's a couple options. There's actually, you're going to see Azure Let's Encrypt and then you're going to see another one. One of them uses web jobs. One of them does not. So when you add this, it actually creates a web job. So this agent, so this is your agent. This is you installing your agent on Azure. And what, Azure question, is a web job something you also would pay for potentially? Yes. Um, at least you used to. Again, fact checkers, pricing, whatever. Um, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm gonna go with... I'm going to go with no. I don't think you do anymore. Anyway. Okay. I feel like everything's a la carte for them though. Oh, that gets you. Oh, that gets you. But but you know what? If you're hosting Microsoft Stack, Azure is is pretty awesome. So, mm -hmm. it, But you pay for it. You know, um, if, if you're a penny pincher, go ahead and use AWS. Run your own server. Up, update the thing. Go ahead and patch all of everything and then probably pay it back you know, just a different way. But that's just my right. humble opinion. Okay. So now that we've hit the plus sign, it requires you to restart your site. Otherwise, the plugin won't work. So, okay, the site's restarted. We got it. Now we have a bunch of things we got to – we're now on scavenger hunt mode. And that's the, la that's the best way I can do it. So you're going to need this over here. You're going to need that over there. You're going to need this here. And you're gonna need to plug them in there, 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 there. And you're going to – you know, so you go into scavenger hunt and – you actually plug them into the plugin, plug into the plugin, and you put them there. And what this does is on the next screen, it will say, you know, it'll ask you, well, which, which configured um, host name would you like to request an SSL for? You select the one or more that you want because you can actually have, you know, foo.org, foo.com, foo.net, 
and you can have a separate SSL for each one. This will take care of that for you. And once you do that, it'll reach out to um, Let's Encrypt on your behalf. It's an agent. And then it installs those certs. And then you can actually find those in your Azure account under the normal spot where you see SSL under your and SNI. And you just bind it. And you just bind them at that point. Okay. So once you get back from this scavenger hunt, you lick your wounds, drink your adult beverage of choice. <laughs> um, it just works, TM. However, it requires you to earn it. That was, yeah, that was quite a journey. It, okay. So let, let's just assume that what I'm saying is true at this point. And by the way, Troy Hunt's blog that we started with here, if we scroll through here, his as well, and this is a great read and we'll have links to these things. He's basically telling you the same thing. Here's his scavenger hunt. Okay, you're going to want to do this. You're going to go over there. You're going to grab this. You're going to do this. Blah, blah, blah. So all this should start looking familiar at this point. But even he says in here, this is a bit of a, holy shit, you know, are you kidding me? This is supposed to be, you know, well, I guess it's not supposed to be. It's free. That's all Let's Encrypt is. <laughs> it's free. It didn't say it was going to be easy. It's free. However, so you need an agent because, again, let's dispel the rumor. You can't go here and go just download, type up some stuff right. and get me my website. So it you works. can only get it with an agent. That's the only way you can get it. Yeah. And um, what is also kind of lost in here, I'm glad I remembered, you have to put a, uh, a verification file on your server to prove that it's yours. You know, very, very common to, to right. do that. Right, tie the two together for exactly. sure. Exactly. So you have so if you're using uh, a certain CMS that we know of and uh, it intercepts all paths, you have to exclude a certain path also to say okay if you're trying to go to the verification directory, you know so whatever you're so that so that's an omnipresent verification so you can't just verify once and then take that file down. I actually couldn't tell you. I, I left I would, it. I, I left imagine, it there. How about yeah? That? I would imagine <laughs> it would have to check for every ninety days. Maybe. And it's probably, it ain't hurting you. It's, it's like a, uh, it's got like 20 characters in it. And it's, in fact, I don't even know if it checks the contents. It just checks to see that the file, and it's got a special name. It looks like some yeah. hash value. It, you know, hey, is this file like, there? Okay, well, I guess you're good. Like a Google verification file. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. So uh, let's recap real quick. We've done the what happens when we pay. What happens if we want it free, V1. And now let's go with what happens if we want to don't, want to pay v2 and this is where cloudflare comes into play and uh just to show you its legitimacy um cloudflare host um the ha uh the troy's um have i been pwned or whatever website it is and he actually goes on to say in here uh that basically um he'd still consider the cloudflare approach versus uh Let's encrypt. So you may be saying, well, what is the Cloudflare approach? So let me try to explain it without visuals as best I can, just through words. So typically when you put in baitybar.com, <laughs> um, that name gets resolved by your DNS, and then it gets forwarded to your website. Well, right. the Cloudflare solution is, is, well, if I delegate my DNS resolution to Cloudflare, so when I type in baitybar.com, Cloudflare gets that request. It can, so Cloudflare does a man-in-the-middle attack on your website. Well, you take away the word attack. It is a, <laughs> it's a willful man-in-the-middle, okay. so to speak. You know? And so traffic gets sent there, and then they forward it on to your Azure site in this particular case. But there is a bit of a problem with that. 
because you're only encrypted halfway to your server. Does that make sense? It doesn't make sense. But, and the reason is, is you're only encrypted from your browser through the interwebs, out, so out of your computer to your switch, to your ISP, which then routes it to Cloudflare. And then Cloudflare turns around and sends the request, forwards it on that request to Azure unencrypted. So the man in the middle is still a threat. However, comma, there is a way. <laughs> There's got to be a better way, right? So it would be the man in the middle in the middle attack. So I wrote a blog post on how to close the Cloudflare SSL gap. The gap is from from the backside of Cloudflare over to Azure. And so what happens is you can actually um, get a free SSL cert just like you in this style, but you get it from Cloudflare and it's good for like 20 years and you put in your information and you will have to go to my blog or somebody else's and, and go through another scavenger hunt here of things to do. And then um, you get a key and then you, or I'm sorry, not a key, you get an SSL cert and you upload it and you bind it. And now you are fully end to end for hundred percent free uh, from your browser all the way to the server and back. So what does Cloudflare get out of all this? You know, the, the short answer is I'm not sure. The the obvious answer for me is is they get to see traffic patterns and and, and you become a lead, right? So you you're now on their radar and they offer more than just this. So here's all their products. And again, we're not endorsed by uh, Cloudflare. I, I use Cloudflare on my blog, full disclosure, and, and I, I do recommend it. But they then allow you to easily add a CDN. They can easily allow you to basically fake out the China problem. Um, you know, certain <laughs> things aren't available in China unless we do some crazy stuff. Um, they, the DNS, uh, they, they will host that. Here's your so you, SSL. So so yes. you have them do your DNS, they, and then you get an SSL certificate from them. Yes. Why can't you just get an SSL certificate from them that lasts for 20 years and not have to route through? So the route through is their payment, basically. Um. Yeah. I. You know, that's a good question. The question would be, what's like? Sorry, I'm so pessimistic about this, but I'm just. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, I, I, I'm with you, but, um, I, I'll tie a bow on this here in a bit. Okay. Um. So you might be able to take that SSL cert and cut, you know, go back to just doing my own DNS through my, you know, my, my, uh, registrar and blah, blah, blah. That might all just work just fine. You're right. Um, but, um, Cloudflare for me, I, I trust it maybe, maybe <laughs> falsely. I mean, it's my blog, right? So that let's, let's do the whole risk assessment on it. Ooh, it's my blog. You know, if it were um, Chase.com Bank, um, you know, some the CTO there is probably going to go. I don't think so. Or the CIO right. is probably going to. Ah. Hopefully, you know, guys, we don't need this free. However, um, the other thing that Cloudflare can do for you is detect a denial of service attack and get in front of it, and then say, "Oh, well, you know what? Let's analyze who's being a." bugger and let's just bit bucket all their requests and then your site never went down and never saw it you're welcome except okay that's that not free got <laughs> that's got value it does but that's not free so oh i thought that was part of the free SSL. No. no 
so let's rewind real quick and then we can we can let's review maybe put a bow on this potentially you can pay and it's eight dollars a year and um or nine dollars a year and you can just upload it and and you're done that's that's simple however this this will expire whether you want it to or not and you're going to need to put it on your google calendar and and this isn't crazy this is just you know a known quantity but when you get up to SSLing every single one of your sites, and it might be well in excess of 50. And it's not just the sites. It's per domain. You may have five domains that go to one site, and right. there's a canonical redirect. You know, you can maybe not redirect, uh, you know, not have an SSL on some of those, but then subdomains. So you're right. It can add up. Could be a giant pain in the balls. It could be a giant pain. In fact, that's somebody's job, right, to manage the yeah. SSLs, right, and go, oh, shit. Uh, this expires tomorrow. Quick, hair on fire, you know? That's usually, or, or crap, it expired yesterday. <laughs> right, or 10 of them expired yesterday, you know? Yeah. Now, okay, now now this is, okay, yeah, Um, go ahead and uh, bring me back two tacos, guys. I'm, I'm going to have to be here for lunch. Um, Okay, so there's that, and, and we know the business model here. There's nothing really uh, crazy here. We can do IP-based. We can do SNI-based. We don't. It doesn't matter. So this just works, but it costs. The free option just works too. However, be prepared to go on a scavenger hunt, at least your first time. Know that there's an agent that um, needs to be in between you and the actual C- CA, and it renews every 90 days. And once you set this up, there is no, oops, I forgot to renew it. It just works. So uh, there's pros and cons here you can you can see. And then there's Cloudflare, which is very easy to set up. And we didn't really talk about that. To set this up, you literally log in, you put in a domain, and um, it scans the DNS for you, and it imports it all. And... All you have to do is go to your current DNS and change your name servers over yeah. to Cloudflare. And within, it says it takes 24 hours, but it takes about 20 minutes. Yeah, and, round tripping has come way down. Yeah, and um, traffic is now coming here. However, comma, it is only half, encry- only half of the leg is encrypted. You have to close the Cloudflare gap by going With- to my blog or, <laughs> um, you know, uh, oh, yeah, this, this was a good day because Troy Hunt feeded back at me and Dan. Anyway, uh, so, yeah, so, man crush. Okay, so. Uh, What's um, the URL on that blog? Um, we'll put it in the, uh, the description unless you need it ahead of time. But I'll go ahead and send it to you just in case you want to troll me or something. Oops. There. Oh, I saw behind the curtain. Uh, <laughs> okay all right so so there's that so they all have pros they all have cons um ten uh, let, let's kind of go back real quick Ten. let's just call that ten dollars just just for fun ten dollars ain't much but that will add up free ain't bad and free with a caveat that somebody else is kind of able to sniff your traffic you know is is the bottom line so bob that all said what questions do you have and where do you land on any of this? I feel like I was asking a lot of my questions as we were going along. So I don't really have any like, you know, tie them up in a bow type things. I thought it was a great overview of kind of like where we came from, where we're going to with those other services. So that was cool. Um, the deadline and 
the options to none of that sits well with me. I understand that all the things should be SSL encrypted. Um, I just got to wrap my head around why it's such a circus to get it done. <laughs> well, we don't need Let's Encrypt and we don't need Cloudflare. We just need somewhere to buy an SSL. The intent of Let's Encrypt is to take away cost as your barrier. Cloudflare is also offering that, but Cloudflare has got a kind of a business reason to be kind of going up there. But Cloudflare, I, 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 you know, yeah, it's whether or not you want to trust it or not. But Let's Encrypt, I think, is is a beneficial service, but you will have to kill a few or sacrifice a few kittens along the way of knowledge, you know, and drink some kitten blood or whatever to uh to to get yourself psyched and amped up for the pain that you will experience and i guarantee you i've done two let's encrypt now the third one whenever that is i will be smarter but i will still have to google and go what do i gotta do again where do i find that bit of information and then yeah there's not gonna be a committing of memory of how to do all this no way and it is hosting provider specific so let's say i go over to aws I gotta start over. How do I do Let's Encrypt on AWS? I'm sure somebody's figured it out. I'm sure I can follow a blog, and I'm sure I will be like, "Well, that wasn't so bad after the fact, but it did take me six hours to do it, or whatever." I just feel bad for freelancers because they have sites all over the map, like tons yeah. of different hosting providers, platforms, well, you name it. Well, let's break it down there. If if you are small small web developer who's you know there's a lot i'm one of those right i'm i'm not there's tons of freelance developers out there that have built hundreds of sites so here here it is so i would say step 1 ask your client hey you got 10 bucks a year to to handle i mean you already got to do the domain can we just bundle them together right so 10 dollars for the domain 10 dollars for ssl it's 20 bucks a year guys now right, i didn't even think about the i forgot about the whole tell your client it's going to cost some money conversation but you still got to do it for all of them well and there's some clients who will resist and be like why do we need it and guaranteed and, Guar and then they'll be the first one to pick up the phone and be like hey why is Google Chrome saying my site's not secure? <laughs> Absolutely. And so yeah, the, the, yes, totally right. And damn um, kids off my lawn. <laughs> I am I am of the impression that if somebody comes to me and says I want a website, they get SSL. Whether it's they want to pay for, excuse me, lunch or dinner, good. Whether they want to pay for it or I want, they will put it to you, they will pay for it either way. Whether it's ten dollars a year. Or for me and my time to go set up uh, Let's Encrypt yep. and or Cloudflare. So let's just go I with that. I twenty in my freelance career. I would have done the same exact thing. And, Thank God I'm not doing that anymore. Um, so this extends a little outside of just websites, you know, uh, FTP, um, things like that. Um, I, I can't even believe. You know, Triggered. We're not going there. Triggered. Yeah. So. <laughs> Yeah, so so it's not just websites here. So um, anyway, SSL, all the things, it is painful at first. I will say there's a ton of knowledge out there for your platform. If you have questions about um, any of this in Azure, I might be able to point you in the right direction in a tweet um, or something like that. But if you just want to vent and be angry with me, then I can help you out in a tweet also. <laughs> yeah, so I mean... 
SSL, all the things, and and I guess you know we started the topic with Google and Chrome. I'm glad you brought us back to that because I totally support it, and I think um, Edge and Firefox and Opera, you know, both users, they should be forced to show, you know, the the, uh, the not secure. Well, they're going to have to. I mean, what's the marketing for that? Oh, that's okay. Our browser doesn't care if the site's secure or not. Well, I mean, we, can't, we can't rest on that laurel. <laughs> I, I think I think Google's being, and I, I hate to use an academia word, but they're being thought leaders on this. Where I don't think, um, uh, you know, we have to push the you know the users in this direction because they won't care. I don't think users care. No. For the most part, users are ignorant to that fact. Absolutely. So, because a lot of, I mean, we've been trained over the years that, oh, well, we only care at the lock if we're checking out or logging in. And, and I think that those myths need to be busted. I mean, even uh, Google search, SEO is going to be affected, if not already, by whether or not you're SSL. So, tell right. that to, so that's the always fun thing. The client, you know, no, we don't need that. Don't need that. But if you tell them, well, you may not rank higher in search. All right. All right. We got a, all right, let's get a budget for this. <laughs> you know, it's like, what, what's going on here? You know how you're on page 27 right now? If you don't get that SSL, you're going to be on page 28. <laughs> well, I... <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> but we built the website. Why aren't they coming? Uh, well, you know, marketing. and <laughs> That's another topic for another Wednesday night. <laughs> All right, Bob, do you have uh, anything else? On uh, this was super fun. Uh, I, I think we should do more of these because I think we get to give a little bit more of our like personality and opinion, and it's not quite as stressful as the headline rating. You know what's not stressful? Subscribing to this channel, and I totally forgot to bring the screen up earlier. Oh, yeah. Boom. That's and okay, man. If, uh, hopefully we had you know, probably like, what, 1,500, 2,500 viewers for the live stream. Hopefully they'll all hit that uh, subscribe button and hit that bell too so they get notified because we're starting to go live pretty much on a whim these days. So Yeah, so that's very important. So hit the button, hit the bell, because typically um, we get well, impulsive, I guess is, is the word. So we get inspired. We get inspired. Yeah, I like it. So uh... By people like you. <laughs> Sounded very uh, public broadcasting system. Sup <laughs> supporters like you. Supporters like you. The Bob and Kevin Show is brought to you by... Sweaty Wieners. Uh, yes. Oh, no. No. <laughs> I'm not going to go with that. Okay. Pete. Pete and his Sweaty Wieners. All right, Bob. Can you invoke the command? It's time to bring the lightning.